You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Autry, and today we are deep diving into dating in 2022 because dating is not what it is. Dating today is not what it used to be, not even like a few years ago. It has completely shifted when you add the pandemic and online dating and all these things and purity culture. We get to this point where we're just like confused. We just want someone to cut the bullcrap and to tell us straight up what's up. And who better to do that than dating coach and my friend, Kate Warman. Kate actually joined us on an episode about a year and a half ago, and it was all about rejection. So if you've recently been rejected or you're entering into this dating episode a little bit wounded, then I highly suggest going back to the rejection conversation with Kate. It was beautiful and something that we all need to hear. But if you are curious about dating, dating multiple people, having a first date, not sure how to do it, how do you even find people to date or to be attracted to, and Kate breaks down an incredible secret that a lot of people don't talk about, which is how do you know if you are attractive to people? How do you know if you're attractive and men actually want to date you? All incredible questions. And we're so glad that you asked. Kate is answering all of them and more in today's episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast in our summer series. This episode was the most highly requested by all the people when we were throwing together our summer series for you, all about awkward topics that we're just going there. We're just talking about the stuff, no boundaries we're chatting through it. I'm happy to be the girl to break the ice for you, for you to learn. So we're sharing funny stories, pros and cons of dating in this culture and how to do it well, because it's possible. You can definitely date well today. And I'm so glad you're here to listen. Kate, welcome back to Behind the Bliss podcast. You are the girl for this conversation. So thank you for saying yes and showing up for us again. (laughs) Oh, Rachel, I'm so excited to be here. And we're going to get into some real stuff today, which I'm excited about. (laughs) I know, me too. I was like, when we were chatting through our summer series and who was going to join us, most of the conversations are joined by like my speed dial besties. But then when it came to like a few of them, I was like, all right, she's not my speed dial bestie quite yet, but she's the girl for this conversation because of all the things. So catch us up from where we left off last time chatting with you. If people haven't listened to the first episode about thank you for rejecting me, I will link that in the show notes for them to go back and give them all the information. But there's been a lot that's happened in your world since that beautiful book was birthed. Like, what <gasps> Yeah, girl. So I am now engaged. I'm getting married in August 2022. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't remember based on the exact day that we were recording, Rachel, but I did start seeing my fiance right around my book launch timeframe. And so so like that was happening and no one even knew. Exactly. Just behind the scenes because I had made a commitment to myself and I had told my people in Heart of Dating, being a dating coach and having 
and being so vulnerable in like every other area of my life that I I had made a vow and told people I would not share the current in the moment dating situation that I was in. Hmm. I wanted to keep that private and process it with the person I was with, plus my close community, uh, yeah. instead of having everyone's eyes on it, you know, yes. and then also out of protection. <laughs> what if like I introduce a guy to the world and then we break up? And yeah, that's, that's heartbreaking never, for a lot more people than y'all. Yeah. yeah, then I'm like having to reread my own book and figure out, oh my gosh, now like <laughs> it's not only my heartbreak, it's the world's heartbreak and I'm processing through that. <laughs> okay, And so, yeah, so I kept it very private, but we started seeing each other. Actually, we met on a Zoom call where it was a Christian single girls like event. And I was a speaker. And at this event, he was doing a live blind date in front of all these ladies with a girl. So and like he was dating the girl or he was facilitating it. No, he was going on the date. Yeah, he was like, he was. I don't think really, I caught on to that detail when I was yeah. the story. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's so juicy. Went, I know. And so he did this live blind date. I kind of watched, but you know, I'm like the speaker. So I have my video off. I'm chilling. I'm reviewing my notes as they do all the other fun activities, just getting ready, mentally preparing. So I kind of see the date, but I kind of don't. And then what happened is it's all these girls. Well, he decides I'm just going to stay on and watch the speaker because she seems interesting. So (laughs) he stays and watch my talk which was on the very light topic of self-rejection and like insecurity, abuse, self-hatred, very light topics. Okay. Nothing, (laughs) nothing heavy. Super fun. And uh, he hears part of my story and just my testimony and just like loved it, I guess. And so the next day when the people who running this event asked him about his blind date, he was like, I mean, she's sweet. She's a nice sister in Christ, but um, who's the speaker? He was like, I kind of want to be set up with her. Yeah. And they were like, you mean the, the dating coach? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, you know that she's older than you, right? And he's like, yeah. And they were like, you know, she also lives in a different state. And he's like, yeah. And so <laughs> that's how it happened. They end up group texting me like, hey, our bachelor from the other night actually wants to ask you out. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, they were freaking out. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. it's so funny because now it's like, you know, we, we owe them for our setup truly. Cause otherwise yeah. I don't, we would have maybe met at some point in time, but our paths weren't really crossing in many other ways. He lived in Seattle. And so like, and then his home base was in Nashville with, and I don't live there. So we could have eventually run into each other, but probably not. So they really kind of set us up. And I, I honestly was talking to other guys at the time as well. And so that's a part of the journey for me. We can go into some of that juicy goodness. But um, yeah, JJ stood out of the crowd. Um, and I honestly, Rachel, was almost going to say no because he's younger. He lives, it was long distance, which I'm open to. Sure. Like there were but, so many things quote, yeah. quote, in the way. Yeah. And like I did go Instagram stalk him just lightly. And I was like, this guy of has course, interesting... as one should. Yeah, yeah. And he had interesting style. I mean, it and I people don't know this about me. I used to work in fashion. I was a buyer for Barney's New York back in the day. I love fashion. I love style. I love grooming. It's just like a part of my DNA and my passion. So I'm looking at his style thinking, what is happening? <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> and to each his own, truly. But it was interesting. I was like, and at the time he had platinum hair and he actually had dyed the platinum hair blue. So it was a very 
outside of my normal type kind of scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But girl, I'm so happy. I said yes and started dating him. And I mean, obviously, because here we are got about to get married in a few months. So <laughs> I love it. There's so many things to the story that are so beautiful. First off being like, okay, this is a bit unlikely if you just were, if you were to look at each other's headshots. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But also, we love it because this is just like a story, not really of happenstance or serendip- like serendipity. I don't know if I believe in all that, but I do think it's so cool that like you were open, you were available, you had done the work on yourself. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, like you were even seeing other people and the just the right person came across at the right time. Mm. And it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. And I sometimes hate the phrase, like, you'll find them when you least expect it. However, I did not expect to meet him or be interested in him at all. You know, like, I was honestly chilling. I was like, really enjoying the season of my book launch. I was chatting to a few other guys. And I wasn't really open. I wasn't looking to even like, really be putting myself out there at that moment. And here he comes along. And I'm just literally, this is it. I'm running in my lane. I'm launching my book. I'm talking about my testimony. And a guy sees that and it stands out to him because I'm fully running in my lane, fully confident, like secure with where I'm at. And I really do believe there's something to that that is just so attractive to a man. They're like, wow, like she... she doesn't need me to be her like, she's not a damsel in distress, you know, like Mm -hmm. she's a strong, powerful woman who knows who she is in God and has a beautiful story, has been through a lot. And I believe that that's, this isn't just my story. I believe it's so many of us stories as women, but guys can feel when your energy is desperate and you just so like you're pining for them to ask you out versus sniff it out. Yeah. Versus I'm interested in you, but I'm also confident fully with where I'm at. I don't need you like in my life. Like it, I would be open to it, but I can easily walk away because I know who I am and I'm, I love the life I'm living. And so I think there's something to that too, with just where I was at and how free and healed I was not perfectly healed, (laughs) granted, but there, there's more to the story, but, um, Yeah, I think there's something to that that really attracted him to me and made it that much easier for us to connect and date because I also wasn't like putting a lot of stake in it. I'm not putting all this weight on him. I wasn't, I didn't have all these crazy expectations, you know? I was like, oh, I'm open. We'll see. Like really, that was my attitude. I was like, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, the perfect posture to go into things with and I'm no expert, but I think it's so neat. I think with any relationship, And then, of course, with dating, if you go into this relationship desperate or like clinging and making this want to happen, like manipulating it almost and kind of like coercing things, you become what you think they want and you forget who you are in the process, which is so hard because then you get to a point you're like, wait, hold on. We're not actually connecting because you never actually connected to me. You connected who I thought you wanted me to be. And then that's so sad. You've put in all this work, you know, and you are invested, but you're also not connected. It's just awkward. And I think that that's where I found myself in my dating history. I think that's where a lot of my friends or hard conversations are like, I don't like, how do I backpedal? Like, this is not who I am, but it can all be, it can all go away if you just enter it with who you are confidently relaxed, Mm -hmm. um, fun and knowing like, Hey, if I need to communicate something, I can communicate it. And if it scares him away, he's not my person. Right. I don't need him to want me, choose me, be with me. Like the right person is going to want you 
and want to choose you and want to pursue you. You're not going to have to convince them to do those things, you know? And if you are trying to perform or trying to convince them, they're not the person. They are not the person. It's They're not the person because maybe you're not, he's just not into you, okay? Or maybe he's in a place where he's just not ready to truly pursue. I was just talking to a friend about this honestly last night, you know, like, There's so many people out there who want a relationship. They say they want a relationship and they want to get married, but their actions and where they actually are in life does not align with them with that desire. Like the way they're living their life, what they're prioritizing does not align with, I want to find somebody to marry, you know? So you have to really be ready and open and the right guy is going to make it happen. I have seen it so so many times. The right guy will make it happen. (laughs) You will not have to convince him. (laughs) No. And I think it too, like, here's what's dangerous and what's tricky is I think we forget to think about the end goal. Let's say end goal is marriage and a relationship for you. If you're thinking through this, do you want to have to like ask a guy, beg a guy to pursue you? Because once you're married, you'll be doing that for the rest of your life. You'll be doing that with kids as parents together. You'll be doing that in so many other circumstances, not just dating one another. Mm -hmm. And so how tricky will that be? You have to think about like, who am I now and and what are we going to become together? And do I like what we are becoming? Question mark. And if the answer is no, like, I mean, take that inventory, which is so hard, especially when you're in that place being like, I'm lonely. Like I love this companionship. And I'm like, the companionship isn't the goal. Right. There's so much more. Like there's so much more. And if that is the goal, I was saying this last night to the same friend. I was like, man, there's a lot of people who just really want someone. They're like, I really want to be married. And what they really want is a perfect that will, a person that will perfectly fit into their life, into their lifestyle, into everything they've crafted for their lives. And they won't have any challenges. They won't have to mold and shape themselves. They won't have to be more refined. (laughs) Like, I mean, it sounds great. And most people would never say that out loud. They're like, oh yeah, I know relationships are hard, but truly we have to have some real talk and inventory and like, is how are we showing up? You know, Uh because if you are not willing to put in the work of that a relationship requires, if you're not aware of the fact that relationships can be really hard and that is just part of it, then you're not going to like relationships and you may continue to break things off and end things because you're looking for a diamond in a rough of a perfect, 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 perfect person that just doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, preach. She came. She came. She showed up, people. I told you we're going to go there. Okay. (laughs) Yes, this is real stuff. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go and we're going to get down to some hot topic questions. Um, I know you're cool with that, but we took some questions and just opened up the floor for anybody that had questions they wanted answered or their predicament that they might be stuck in or whatever. And as I was reading through these, I'm like, oh, I've totally seen Kate post about this before. So I know you've got some juicy details and helpful information. So we're just going to rapid fire some of these, but they can be bigger answers if they need to be, because some of them... Some of them I'm like, well, I'm curious what Kate's going to say. Okay. I'm, I'm curious what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one. I love this one. I've had a friendship with the guy for a while and I'm wanting to tell him that I'm totally into him. I'm scared it'll mess up what we have, but honestly, I'm at the point I'd rather him know than me feel like he doesn't have all of the info. I don't feel like it's fair to either of us right now. Okay. Ooh. Definitely tell him. Absolutely. And within that, prepare yourself that he may not feel the same way. And I always 
want to prepare people. Like that's also somewhat, you know, why I wrote my book that we went over last year, Rachel. Thank you for rejecting me. There's a rejection could always happen at any time. It happens all the time. And so we have to be able to know it may happen. And as you prepare for the reality that it may happen, what comes up in you thinking about that? Like, is there anything that you should work through now before you say these things to him? Because the last thing you want to do is tell him your feelings and him say, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way about you. And then you think, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. I'm not chosen. I'm not valuable. I shouldn't have told him this and like regret everything. Um, You need to kind of prepare and work against any of those mindsets that you have towards the fear of rejection beforehand as much as you can and know, okay, what am I going to do if some of those things do come up? How am I going to pivot? What am I going to do to protect myself? Yeah, that's good. Because if you go into this, there is a 50-50 chance. Of course, he may say, I'm not interested. And that's okay. You know, like you need to get to a place where you know your worth and value and you know you're going to be okay. And guess what? It also doesn't have to be that weird. It doesn't. It might, it's going to be weird if you make it weird, your friendship from then on out. Okay. Because if after you tell him your feelings and I'm just going into the scenario of him not interested, because I think if he is interested, awesome. We don't even really need to talk about that. Like right. <laughs> we can, we're talking about what if he's not, because that's the fear here. That's where the hesitation comes. And so, that's right. and so if he's not interested, is it going to ruin your friendship? It doesn't have to. You have so much power in that situation. If you afterwards feel uncomfortable, feel insecure, are questioning yourself, then guess what? You're going to probably avoid him. You're going to act awkward around him. You're going to like question yourself all the time around him. And so that's why, again, it's really important to work through these things before, because I really believe that you can tell him truly how you feel. And if he says, no, I'm not interested. You can also say, all right, well, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I have that clarity and I, I really appreciate that. And I would, I actually would still love to continue being friends if you're, if you also are open to that. And you know, maybe you take a beat, maybe you take a few days, you don't like hang around him as much. (laughs) And then you come back and you just, next time you see him, go up to him, hey, Ted, I'm making that name up. Hey, Ted, how are you? It's good to see you. Like you break the awkwardness by just being normal, have normal conversations like you normally would with him and just continue to make contact. Now, you also must know yourself because here's some things that I, this is one thing I also see people do. They, oh, they go, they tell the person, the guy says, I'm not really interested. And, or they may say something that's a little confusing. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. And if there's any sort of abnormal unclarity, sometimes as women, we take the, like the little bit, we hear like the 5% of hope and we cling on to that. And we're like, well, there's a chance, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. Okay. And so then we're like, okay, I'm going to keep talking to him and try to perform now to get him to like me and change his mind. Right. And that is what we definitely don't want to do because you don't, he already told you it's a no, you need to take him at the face value and put up appropriate emotional boundaries. So knowing yourself, what about emotional boundaries do you need to put in place? Maybe you don't have as deep of conversations as you were before, because that makes you feel attracted to him and connected to him. Maybe for a time you need to just like limit those kinds of dialogues, limit any flirty dialogues. Okay. Especially if that's happening at the moment. And so you really have to know yourself and know like, okay, I, I like him and I want to move towards just seeing him as a friend. What do I need to do for myself to put in those kinds of boundaries? So it's a longer answer, but this is really good because I think a lot of people don't say it. And the problem with not saying 
you, how you really feel is you will continue to develop feelings and he has no yeah. idea. And then one week yeah. he'll show up with a girlfriend and you will be devastated. It'll be like a heartbreak. Yes. It'll be like you're going through a heartbreak. And the reason why you're going through a heartbreak is it's a self-induced heartbreak, girl, because I you know. didn't say anything, you know? So much oh, better. This is all so good. It. <laughs> I love you just called it out. You're like, you're hesitant. We need to just go ahead and say it. And we love a script. So thank you for the script. <laughs> What's so funny is if the person listening or if the person that submitted the question is listening. Hi. Uh, hi. Also, <laughs> you were one of like multiple people that submitted something very similar. I just picked yours. But so many people are in the same scenario. Yeah. And yes, you're not alone. You're not alone. This is a good one. I do want to just kind of not start here because we started somewhere else, but I do want to just go here for a second because it's kind of this idea of starting from scratch. She literally said that. She said, here, starting from scratch, period. Literally don't know what to do. Do I go to dating apps? Where do people find all these guys? And then followed by 11 question marks. So we have some people that are just curious, like, I'm very interested in dating. I just don't even know where to start. No one's approaching me. People that are like, I'm downloading dating apps. I don't even know if that's right. I don't know if I'm confident in this. For the girls that are like, I want to put myself out there. Like, I'm ready to do the work. I just like, I'm only hearing crickets. So I love this. There's actually a lot in this question and we don't have the time to go into all of it. Because... <laughs> but we will can totally plug all of your resources. Yes, that do. <laughs> because some of it, Rachel, we're, we'll talk about practicals, where to go, how do you do it? But there's some of it is also what kind of energy are you putting out there? Like, why are you not being asked out? Why are you not? Uh, yeah. Why are things not working out for you? And that's a whole thing that I am passionate about talking about because a lot of times we do have closed energy and we don't realize that. We don't realize that we're like immediately putting guys in the friend zone. Or we have not only closed energy, we may have desperate energy, which is the opposite, which is also horrible. I mean, meaning it's horrible because it repels a guy. No guy is attracted yeah. to desperate energy. And so desperate energy is like the one guy in church that you think is really cute that every other girl thinks is really cute. And you end up talking to him and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I, like you're like all you're over the top obviously into him. Okay. And he can feel that energy. He's like, Oh gosh, like this girl really wants me to ask her out. And guys don't want that. They want to feel your soft and confident energy. They want you to feel like that there's like an ease about you. Not like a, oh, 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 I need it. I'm pining uh -huh. for him. You know, they, they will be repelled to that from, from that. Um, and close energy is also like not going up to guys, not talking to them or like, even with your body language, even with how much you just talk about work and things you do, that kind of energy you're putting out there is closing a man from entering into a space, a romantic space to ask you out. So there's a lot there that can be packed on the side um, through maybe some of my resources. <laughs> but yes, there are ways to meet guys and you really have to challenge yourself because God is not going to deliver the Amazon delivery man to your doorstep and then you're going to get married and be happily ever after. It just doesn't really work <laughs> that way. Like we have to participate in the process. And if what is in front of us is not working, we have to change the formula. Okay. So I, there's so many ways to meet people. Online dating. Absolutely. Over 35% of people, even Christians meet online. 
social media dating also is a great way to meet people. But you have I to mean, ask I've yourself. I've met friends through social yes, media, so I'm yes. like, surely you can be other than 100%. Other yeah. Here's a great tip, okay? Go to Heart of Dating Instagram. Look through our followers, right? We're a single, we're a Christian dating account, okay? If you want to find Christian single men, Go to our followers. That's who's following That's us. Such a good tip. You know, yes. like, and you know that they're like <laughs> curious and hungry to learn and date well. Yes. If they're there, if too. they're following yeah. Heart of Dating or even my account, they're obviously wanting to learn. Obviously, there's not guys following me just because they want to date me anymore because I'm taken. Okay, so go after every guy that is yes. that looks like reasonable in our following. Um, I always love that. Like, just go to our following. Literally, go through. And how do you do that? Okay, you go to his page. You may or may not follow him. I would encourage you to just follow them. It's not that weird these days. Like two to three photos that are recent and then watch his stories, like pay attention and comment on a few of those stories. And eventually you could even slide into those DMs, girl. You even can just with like not this bold energy, but soft complimenting energy. You absolutely can do that. Anyway, um, social media, online dating. I can't even get into online dating, girl. So much to say, but I do think pick two apps. My two favorite are Hinge and Upward. And Give it all you've got, okay? 10 minutes a day, twice a day, and don't let it rule your life. You Online dating is all about the mindset. If you go in thinking that no good guys exist on here and they're all looking to hook up, then the first guy that you meet that isn't quality, you're going to throw away online dating forever. But I saw yeah. this stat more recently, and I, I really believe it's true, about 85% of the interactions you have on online dating are gonna go nowhere, okay? So if you can go into online dating knowing in advance 85% is basically not gonna work out, and I'm okay with that, I'm not looking for every person to work out. That means you're gonna put less stock into it, you're gonna just be open, you're not gonna waste Mm -hmm. your time talking to a guy for weeks on end, creating like all this emotional bond between you guys. You're gonna keep it light, you're gonna get on a phone call as soon as you can, You're going to maybe meet up with them in person as soon as you can. And you're going to know off the gate, 85% of this may not work out. But what a great way to meet more people, practice dating, and knowing that 15% of them are quality. And I'm going to find them. So also, like, I believe you can meet people in your church or if not, in a close-by church, okay? And you can go to some of that church's events and you can go with your friends, and I'm not saying to leave your church, but I do believe we're all one body. It's okay. You want to meet more believers? Go to events where believers are at. <laughs> okay. If so good. A, another church has a worship night, it's okay for you to go to that church. Okay. It's okay. Also, if you're always around the same people in the same friend group, you're only ever meeting and seeing the same people. Of course, it feels That's like right. there's no new people out there. Like, You're all around all the same people. You have to put yourself in environments where there are new people and different people. Uh, So you have to go to events where you don't know a lot of people. And that's why I suggest the the new church thing, some of their events. But there's so many other, like a birthday party where you barely know someone. Go to it. Ask if you can be a friends plus one to like some sort of event, wedding or party and just go with them and meet people. Truly, like I think a lot of it is we have to be creative, but there are so many ways that you can meet people. (laughs) So many ways. I love it. I think, yes, what I'm hearing you say is put yourself out there. Don't expect people to just like randomly come across you or meet a guy in the grocery checkout like that could be your story but you can't count on it you have to go and do the work 
Exactly. And even with that, most girls are very shut off, even if a guy does approach them at a coffee shop, at a grocery store. We're like, immediately we think in our mind, he can't be a Christian. I'm meeting him at a grocery store. I'm like, well, Christians go to the grocery store. Okay. And so we shop for groceries too. (laughs) I'm like, and even if you're not going to go out with him, use it as an opportunity to just receive a compliment and talk to somebody and practice the muscle of like talking to a guy and having open energy. It's actually really good. I highly recommend. And whenever I teach and and coach people, I I always recommend you have to practice. So yeah, grocery store, coffee shop, those are great places to in the very least practice being open and talking to people and receiving compliments. Oh, yes. Oh, so cool. I love it. We love practical advice around here. And you're just like hitting the nail on the head with practical (laughs) advice. I feel like all the girls listening are like, I can start this today, you know, so I'm grateful for that. Um, Okay, I'm going to kind of go in chronological order. I have gone out of order, but I feel like this is a good next step. The next most popular question was, I have my first date in a while next week and I'm panicking. Okay, so she hasn't gone on a first date in a while, but it's next week. She's panicking. She said, like, girl, I'm really panicking. Help. What do I wear? What do I say? What do I not say? Just so lost where to start here. Oh, wow. Okay. First of all, you're not the only one. I would like to tell you that being nervous is okay, but can you channel that nervousness into what I like to call nerve-sidedness, which is you're nervous and excited, okay? Because if you're just nervous, you're going to completely clam up and you're going to maybe be weird and awkward and you're going to double overthink it. You want to be nerve-sided. I'm a little nervous, which makes it exciting, actually. And so how can you be excited? That's one thing. Um, For the outfit, you need to pick out something that is easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. No, easy, breezy. That makes you feel your best. Okay. (laughs) Because we don't want to be fidgeting. This is not time to rethink the wheel. I often encourage people to find your date outfits. Okay. Pick out some classic outfits, jeans, a flowy white tank and like some sort of jacket. That's like a perfect, easy go-to outfit and like an easy shoe with that and you know you wear your hair cute like you actually curled it you did a little makeup and it's great and for like anywhere great. y'all go if it's like the movies yes. or dinner or a park like you're not going to look silly in either of them with this yes. outfit. I love that yeah so don't overthink it now that we're getting into summer a nice summer dress that's not too short not overly flowy because you know that wind out there could just you know you don't want any accidents and so but pick out something you feel so good in that you feel confident in it. you have to feel good in it what to say. You want to ask three to five questions and no more than that. This is not an interview. You should know some of what you want to ask them in advance, but you know, you're not here to check off every question on your list. The goal of a first date is not to know if you're going to marry them. The goal of a first date is to see if you want to go on a second date. That is the only goal. Just do I know enough information that I want to go and see this person one more time? That is all you need to know. And so did you enjoy yourself? Do you like being around them? Do you want to go out one more time? That's what you need to know. Not am I going to marry this person? Uh, Also really highly recommend don't go on like three, four hour dates, like keep it to 90 minutes. When you go on really long dates, it's when things start feeling monotonous, especially if they don't work out. It feels like it feels exhausting. So keep and limit your dates to like as under two hours as much as you can. That's a good tip. I love a good date. But first dates, you want to like keep it short and simple because yeah, you just don't know. And what happens is if you go on a four hour date, you loved it, but maybe they're not sure. 
but you thought they loved it and then they don't ask you on another date, it feels so disappointing. Like it can't. Also, I feel like you- my tendency is I would end up spending long period of time with them and say something I regret or like yeah, get that's too, too personal where I'm like, oh, they did not deserve that information. We just met. They're a stranger. You know, so I feel right. like it leaves less potential for you to like word vomit and tell them your life story when they don't need to know all that quite yet. So right. that's, that's a good little mm-hmm. <laughs> trick to protect yourself. And then as the female, I would definitely encourage you to be, well, we can't go into all of this, but in your feminine, your feminine nature is your relaxed, your open, your leaning back nature. It is not overthinking. It is not in your head. It is not doing, you're not planning the date. You're not even asking to pay for the date. You are there to receive. The male nature, the nature of a true masculine man is the giving and the doing energy. It's the moving forward. So that I do believe most women that I meet want to be pursued by man. But then we get all lost in like all the feminism stuff. And I'm all about yeah. women's rights, but I don't believe that we need to to I don't I think women, we've been trained to become more masculine. And we need to just train ourselves out of that. Um, it works yeah, in yeah, work. Yeah. It does not work in dating. And so we need to lean back and just receive and be open and don't overthink and and just like truly be in the moment. What feels good to you? What are you enjoying? You know, don't overthink things and let him lead some of the conversations. Let him plan the date. Let him pay for the date. Just receive. That's what, my last piece of encouragement for the first date. <laughs> Ooh, I love all this. No, yeah, I love what you said. Nervous sided. I actually read something that our brain doesn't know the difference between being nervous and being excited. Like it manifests in our body the same way. Ooh, so you can actually yeah. tell your brain what you're feeling is not nerves. It's excitement or vice versa. If you wanted to do that, I don't know why, but you could totally be like, okay, your stomach is a nuts because you're so pumped, you know, and yeah. then your brain starts believing it and acting like it rather than getting in a tizzy. So yeah, what a cool little thing. Yeah. You're going to have fun, girl. Whoever said this, go on your date. Yes. Have a fun time. Dates can be fun. They can really be fun. Report back. Report you need back. to we believe that for before you go on the date. I'm here. I'm going to have fun. This is going to be fun. Play your favorite dance music beforehand. Get in that favorite outfit. Be like, I'm having fun tonight. <laughs> yes. Yes. So cool. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. I love this because I think I found myself here in my dating relationships a lot. I see some things in my relationship that I'm not sure I'd want to continue with. Nothing serious, no real red flags. I just don't know when to compromise and think, well, we're all flawed or to end things and try to find a guy that checks all of my boxes. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So this is rough. This is like, how do I know I should stay with this person? And yeah whenever I coach people, I always have them do a core values exercise. And you need to know what your core values are and why you want to get married. Um, Also, that's really important because it helps you figure out like to how to find a partner that complements like the things you're also going after that God's put on your heart, the values that you have. You want someone that has complementary values. That's really important. Like faith being one of them most of the time. But then, you know, there's other things like one of my top core values is growth. It would be incredibly hard for me to be with a guy who doesn't have growth high up in his core values because that is how I live my life. I mean, my whole dating podcast is about growing yourself as a person. I can't be with somebody. For me, I know I can't be with somebody who doesn't highly value that. And there's some people who just don't. Okay. And, and 
do you need to know what they are? That's a really important thing. This is a loaded question because like I would have to know this person's history to know like, hey, what are you? I was just about to say, I wish I could ask her, is it like he's chewing too loudly or is it like something that's really important? I don't know. Right. I mean, I'll be so real. Like JJ does not fit and into every perfect box that I have. I mean, he is not that clean. He can be kind of grody. He is not a type A planner at all. He can be very fly by the seat of his pants. He's incredibly goofy. Actually, I like that part of him, but sometimes it's a lot, okay? And that's okay. What I've learned is like, there are things about, like he will sometimes touch trash and then not wash his hands, okay? And God loves him for it, (laughs) but that grosses me out. And I'm like, wow, we have different levels of cleanliness. Meaning when we move in together in a very short period of time, when we get married, I'm kind of freaked out by what our house is going to look like and feel like because, uh, you know, but ultimately does he do our core values? Are they in line? Are we moving in the same direction? Because you're always going to have those other things. There's always gonna be something because if I found a guy that was just as clean as I was, I could, I could find a guy that was just as clean as I am, who is also a type A planner. But guess what? he probably wouldn't have these other core things I'm looking for, like a growth mindset, or maybe he wouldn't be as affirming and in touch with his emotions. And that's really important to me. And so you really need to learn yourself and what, and pick out the top things that are important because everything can't be important. There's a great line out there that when everything is important, nothing's important. (laughs) And so, so true. Like you, you will not get every single little thing. It's just not going to happen um, like that. Like there's always gonna be something that you're like, oh, I wish I could change this about them. But you, that's the sanctification of marriage. That's like learning and growing and the pains of like being with somebody who is different from you. Because I'm telling you, JJ wishes he could change how type A I am sometimes and how I literally don't forget every anything. And he's like, I can't get by with anything with this woman because she remembers everything. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes he wishes I was different. So a big, okay, practical for this girl asking, go to your close friends and you're hopefully you have some mentors and you need to wrestle this out with them. And hopefully they've been around this guy. If not, he, you should get them around this guy so they can weigh in. Um, and if you don't have those people, that is something you need to find. You need to find what I call board of advisors, like five to seven close people in your life that know you, that pour into you, that you want to be more like. And, um, those are the people that need to be weighing in, in these moments when you're questioning things. (laughs) Oh yes. Board of advisors. That's brilliant. I, yes, that's a great way to say it. Your JJ, my Thomas sound very similar, uh, (laughs) I think they're both really fun, but that's the thing is like, we have flaws too. So we can't let our pride get in the way and think that our partner is the one that needs fixing because there's things about us that probably bugger the shoes out of them too. So I'm like, we have to, you know, like we have to be able to receive it if we're going to dish it. And if we're going to dish it, it has to be loving and kind. And again, like there's a difference between our marriage counselor tells us all the time. They're like, there's a difference between preference and character. Yeah. If it's a preference you have, it can be overlooked. If it's a character thing, that's when you need to have a family meeting. But if it's like he's picking up his fork the wrong way, Rachel, you need to let it go. So it's kind of one of those things. I wish I could sit down with this girl that asked a question and be like, wait, but how serious are we talking here? And yeah, that's the reason for your board of advisors. I've totally been on someone else's board where I've weighed in and been like, hey, girl, listen, (laughs) Listen. (laughs) let's talk about your man for a second. Right. And you want those people. 
Rachel and forever, whoever is listening right now, I'm going to be so real. JJ knows this. I've gone to like my besties, some of them in my board of advisors, right? And I've been like, like to one of my besties, Nika, my maid of honor. I was like, I, there's been times where I'm like, girl, he's just grossing me out. Like, uh, can I really be with somebody who's grossing yeah. me out? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I'm freaking out. Right. And it's like a moment. I'm like, does he gross me out overall? No, it's just these moments with sometimes the way he eats and there's just these moments and I need my, I'm like, can I do this for the rest of my life? And she's like, Kate, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> I totally hear you. Okay. And here's the reality, you know? So I've had these moments and I couldn't have made it through without those board of advisors. <laughs> yeah. 1000%. Okay. I love that. Okay. This next one is a good one. And I think it's a great one to end on because I think that this can be where a lot of people are stuck if they are, I don't know the word, not mature, but like I think if their relationship with your person has matured, it's easy to get to this point. Mm. So my boyfriend and I have gone too far in our physical boundaries, totally yeah. crossed them. And we both agree that we need a reset. Is it too late? Have we messed this up too much? Or how do we make this reset possible? You can make it possible. Absolutely. It does not have to be too late. I'm definitely not of the thought process of like, once you cross a line, you can never like, you can never fix things. It is much right. harder. It is much harder. But if you are actually committed to what you both want, whatever your sexual ethic is, and you are deeply committed, this is what you have to first do is you have to get so deeply committed to whatever that conviction is. Like you yeah. have to not only know this is the best thing for you, but connect like both sides of your brain, your left and right side, like no, and your heart, soul, body, everything wants to obtain like this conviction, like go by this conviction because otherwise it's, if it's just a head knowledge thing, it's not going to work in the moment. Like oh, yeah. it needs to and be. And you can talk yourself out of anything. So you it's can. like, you don't have a reason moment. and your heart doesn't believe it in the moment when things get spicy. Oh, it's like non-negotiable. We can do this. So when couples mess up, quote unquote, okay, mess up. I don't even like that term. When they cross a line that they didn't want to um, and they're trying to go back, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to both say, okay, are we, are we trying to go back out of shame or are we trying to go back because we have a deep conviction that is super wow. strong that I good. like want to follow no matter what. This is so important to me because if it's out of shame, it's not going to stick. I'm telling you, you can, you're going to keep having the same pattern, but if it's out of a deep conviction and a place where you are having grace for yourself and the other person, but you decide together and individually, like, this is my conviction. I'm go I feel so firm in it. Then we have a winning chance. Okay. Because then That's you can good. go from that place and say, I, without any shame and with a true level of conviction, I feel empowered to make new boundaries and do things a different way. It has to be from a place of deep and true empowerment. Otherwise, it will be like a band-aid that will never truly like fix what's going on. And yeah, so yeah. That, that's that's the best piece of advice. Because then, of course, you could go into like setting new boundaries, getting more accountability, all those things, which I advise you to do. But it all starts with like, the true depth of your conviction and feeling empowered within that, which really takes a lot of time for you to process and individually talk to God about. He will reveal mm -hmm. it to you, like read the word, process it with God. That's the place that it needs to come from though. Yes. I think with this too, it's so cool to point out that our minds and our hearts need a transformation. It's what scripture mm -hmm. tells us, the renewing of our mind. Yeah. And that is possible any day you wake up. 
if you're if your heart and your mind need a renewing, it's available to you. And I love what you said. Like you have to want it for more reasons than it was wrong. Right. In your mind. Yes, you have because, to like have a motivation. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, we we're going to think it's wrong because everybody else is going to tell us it's wrong. But do we actually know why it's wrong and why we don't want to do it anymore? Other yeah. than just yeah. other people are going to judge me or I shouldn't be doing this because that's not going to stick. And that's what a lot of people are doing. And that's why it's really hard to come back once you cross boundaries, because a lot of shame is driving why they're trying to fix it versus first starting with grace and mercy. And then from that place, redefining their conviction. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And I will say too, like it makes entering in a marriage really tricky if you, if you go into the marriage and carry the shame with you, because you have to unravel it. Cause all of a sudden these boundaries don't exist anymore. How do we like reconcile that in our mind? Because I've had this shame truly like running through the blood in my veins when it comes to sex that now all of a sudden I'm supposed to question mark. This is so weird that it complicates something that I think the enemy tries to complicate because it's not supposed to be complicated. And so I just, I love that. Like, why are you doing it? Is it shame or is it because there's a conviction and what is the conviction and Mm -hmm. what does God have for you from this conviction? Because there's always something on the other side when you're obedient. So Mm -hmm. I love that. The motivation. Oh, so cool. Yes, there's hope, friend. There's hope. There is. All these questions, I feel like, hit super major hot topics. Yeah, and they you did. hit all these hot topics, too, on Heart of Dating. <laughs> and like we said, lots of these are loaded questions that we can't fit into an episode. So will you tell people where they can just binge all things Kate, all things JJ, yeah. all things Heart of Dating? If they're like, I need to dig more into this. I loved her answer. Yeah, guys, just go to heartofdating.com on the website. You'll see where you can find the link to our podcast available on Spotify, Apple, all the places. Um, We also have the podcast broken down by category. So if you're going through a heartbreak, you can hit heartbreak and you can see all the episodes that relate to that. I think some people don't realize we have that awesome feature on our website. And so if you want to go to hot topics, dating hot topics, we have a category for that. And we have a bunch of ones under there. Uh, And then we also have like resources, free resources. And we we also have our community, which is a big thing for Heart of Dating that is different. It's not just people listening to me and my advice. It's really connecting singles with other singles and having them do life together. And so there's ways you can connect to our big Facebook community, come to our events. We have conferences every year. And so you just go to heartofdating.com. You'll find all of the goods. <laughs> I love it. I just need to honor you for a second because I feel like there's a lot of dating advice out there in the world especially like worldly dating advice about how to do it and not saying it's all wrong, but it isn't, it isn't, I don't know how to say it. Like it's not what God has for us Yeah, and God's best is always the best. And I know dating can be so tricky and so lonely and complicated and we run into all these barriers all the time and marriage isn't even the goal. I just want to say that too, but the way that the heart of dating approaches it is so beautiful that it is like, it is Rachel and behind the bliss approved. Like we (laughs) love it. And so that's why I'm like, if you need dating help, they really truly have every single resource you would ever need and just needed to honor you for that because like we believe in it, which is why Kate is here spilling all the tea and just like, just the best of the best. So wanted to say that because there's a lot of advice out there, but not all of it's legit and not all of it is going to work for you. 
but but Kate's pretty sound we like Kate a lot (laughs) thank you Rachel that means a lot we try hard (laughs) oh I know you can tell we're so grateful for it um okay one last question this is a super fun one I don't know if you remember this from our last conversation but I do ask at the end of every episode what is something you're loving these days that you have to share with the people listening it can be anything. Oh man. Okay. What <laughs> am I? I need to put loving? together like a montage of everybody's first words yeah, after like, asked the what question. Am I loving Everyone right is now? like, hmm, hard question. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. I'm, I this is gonna be kind of loose top, but I am loving going back to 90s and Y2K style. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm actually living for this right now. And I've been going thrifting, okay? And yes. I'm convinced that this is the new way to do things. Cause like, don't spend like all this money on things that are going to go back out of style, but like go thrifting right now. I'm wearing grandma pants. Okay. They're, they're Alfred Dunner pants that like grandmas wear, but guess what that's in right now. And they're like from a thrift store and I've been getting like men's button up shirts and that's cool right now. I get them for like three to $5 at thrift stores. And that is what I'm loving right now. I'm living for some of this 90s style and I'm like back to my days because I grew up in the 90s and it's actually so fun, but don't spend a lot of money. Go thrifting. It's the way to go and start in the men's section as weird as that is. That actually is going to be your best finds for jeans, for oversized shirts. Like it's great. That is so fun. I love that answer. <laughs> Another reason to go thrifting. I normally go for the home goods, but I'm going to start going to the to the little clothing sections now and be like, thanks, Kate. <laughs> you know, if you're wanting to do the 90s style, because some of it is like, yeah, it's not overly flattering. It's some of it's baggy. I mean, again, I'm wearing grandma pants like JJ's like, wow. And but he kind of likes it. He's like, it's kind of <laughs> cute. I'm like, See? yes. <laughs> Bring back the butterfly clips, baby. It's back. That is the next thing. I'm like, if that comes back, I'm going to need to crack up. I think it is. I know. The jelly shoes. I'm just, I'm like waiting. Like, oh, shoot. It's going to happen, girl. We're getting back into Y2K now. And that's when it all started coming out. And Kate will be ready with her cute I will be clothes. ready. <laughs> I love it. Well, friend, thank you so much for saying yes and showing up again. And the news that you have for us, the hope that there is in this message and just like the fun, practical, sexy, flirty part of dating <laughs> is so for real. And you embody it. And we're just so grateful for you. Thank you, girl. This is so fun. I really love this conversation. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.